It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. And this is the Instant Reaction Podcast episode. We did it uh, last week. We're doing it again tonight. We're in locker room as well. Doug Norrie and myself, we get in here. And, of course, the Nets lose. That's the big storyline. But Kyrie Irving and his comments coming into this game does contextualize it a little bit differently when you look at his performance and some of the other struggles that the Nets ran into uh, with the Boston Celtics. Prideful performance, huge performance from Jason Tatum. We're going to get into all that and some of the sadness, friends, after the theme music. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Nets podcast. It's on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day, even on Saturdays. I'm Doug Norrie, owner-operator, DFSR.com. Got you covered for all the projections you'd ever could ever dream of dream of projection. We'll probably have it for you. NBA, NHL, MLB. It's all there for you. DFSR.com. And over there is Adam Armbrick, the voice of the Brooklyn Nets on Sportscaster, also the host of the One Giant Podcast, where his host, Andy Mack, is trolling me on weekdays about the <laughs> New York Knicks. <laughs> but that is neither here nor nor there for what we're going to talk about tonight, which is a pretty disappointing Friday night. I don't really know another way to say it. Uh, the Coming at you after Game 3, the Nets did not take care of business. Uh, I didn't even let you talk. I gave you the introduction, then I said something else, and uh, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> and then I'll get into yeah. the rest of this. That's all right. Yeah, I think you know, we, all, we all understand where this, where this needs to get to, and we need to get there in a hurry because it was yeah. not. Uh, you know, we're heading into a it's Memorial Day weekend. You know, Brooklyn not really taking into account trying to give people a nice positive vibe on what is a going to be a very rainy and not enjoyable summer weekend here and you've really cast us down into the gully it was this was a rough one for a lot of different reasons um I I think and I know we're going to get into a couple of different facets here but I'll just put you right off the top when you're up 19 to 4 and you're you're James Harden Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant it just doesn't feel like you should go on to lose that game as as good as Tatum was, and, you know, and some of the things that maybe we want to see happen that didn't, without some players, all that stuff, you just shouldn't lose a game when you're up 19 to four early in the first quarter. Yeah, it felt it felt like it was starting off uh, last like last game where they just kind of had it in hand early and it just continued to slowly bleed away from them. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, so the, the story of the game for a lot of people is going to be that Tatum scored 50, and I think that people are going to look at that and say, oh, okay, well if Tatum is going to score 50 then we're going to be in trouble, and that's just not going to happen every game. And I kind of get that. And at the same time, like, Katie and Durant, Katie and Durant excuse me, Katie and uh, Harden dropped 
80 combined and they lost. So I don't think yeah. we can use that. I don't think we can use the Tatum drop 50 and if a superstar does that, you're going to lose the game thing when you had two other guys that each scored 10 fewer points than them. So I, I think it's just more than that. It's a troubling, um, and it's not sky, I'm not sky is falling here, but it's a troubling loss for a lot of different reasons. And I agree with you. It's if if you get up and get that kind of lead and you have this kind of talent disparity, then really you should never ever allow a team like this back into the game. You should definitely not allow a team to just have basically one player bring them back into the game. It was a little bit more than that, but in, in you know in general it was kind of like that. Yeah, this is just this is a bummer of the loss, and I uh, you know some of the things were exposed uh, in terms of sort of personnel issues, but in the end they just got outplayed. Like I don't really know. We can X's and O's a little bit, and we will, but. In general, this was just a bad loss for a team that kind of never, at, at no point, did they really look like they wanted to win. And there's a and there's a spectrum here, right? Uh, I'm a little bit upset with the team because I did put out a tweet that said, "Great game. We'll see you on Sunday." That may have been premature. Did I feel like we have those classic text exchanges where you say, "To shame that this one's already over," right? So you know, listen, we were ready to celebrate it, but but the point that you just made there about getting outplayed. That's just not something that because there there are positive you take away from this game, take away from a loss like this. But I just don't think that you should be getting outplayed. It's a prideful Boston team. We've talked about in the last couple of episodes what they went through this year. They're without Jalen Brown. We we know that Jason Tatum is one of the top talents in the league, so that does keep you in games even if you are outmatched at most positions. But again, I just this is one of those things when it comes to sports and playoff, you know, playoff level competition where you go, well, you should never be getting outworked. Like that just cannot be a part of it. You can, you can have Tatum go off for a big game. You can have Marcus Smart play some really great defensive possessions, whatever, you know, you can have Tristan Thompson have a good game because you're missing some personnel. But if it's that you were outworked, which I think is 80% of how Boston won this game, that's that that I, I I get frustrated by that 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 steals my words from me and leaves me a little bit flummoxed with what I really want to take away from this game, which is not sky is falling, but that is disappointing and frustrating for me. Yeah, because it's like one of these things where when you look at the final box score, if you just if you if you backed out what the final score was and you just look at the box score and you try to find in the numbers where the Nets lost the game, it's actually very difficult to do. You're like, okay, so you lose the game. Oh, did they outshoot us by three from three? Uh, no. Uh, 42% to 41%, the same amount of attempts. Okay, didn't lose there. Okay, we must have lost in the foul line. No, we actually took eight more foul shots. <laughs> okay, so it's like, uh, so how did, does that work? Um, so we didn't lose, you know, from beyond the arc. We didn't lose on, uh, like, you know, the referees calling it this way. Did we get killed in the offensive boards? Not really, 13 to 10. Did we get out-rebounded? A little bit, 33-27. It's just one of these things. You look at each Not a terrible number. turnover game, right? You know, 14 to 10, like it wasn't some egregious slot game from that standpoint either oh yeah well the, the Celtics have more turnovers than the Nets what I'm saying is if you look at each of these ind- individual numbers and kind of just take them on their own thing which is sometimes is where you can tell the story of a game a lot of times yeah. you can just tell the story of the game from like what, what a team shot from three or the turnovers like that's that usually can tell you the whole thing maybe uh, a foul um, free throw disparity too that there none of that happened in this game so then when you look at it like well these numbers now I need to rub my eyes a little bit because I'm like, well, it's not the what is it? And it actually does become this little this little outwork thing, and you know, just these little margin moments with these little times where the Nets could have stopped a run or could have actually maybe uh, had the Celtics on the ropes. They just weren't able to do it. This game ends up being very close. Uh, you know, right? They only lose by six. 
And when you only lose by six, that's you know two possessions worth of basketball. So the numbers do come out looking very even. And I still, just like last game, they, the Nets won by 20. And I thought, well, that really felt like they won by 40, right? Yep. This game, they lost by six, and I felt like they lost by 20. Because like, I just like I just didn't think there was there was a few times where I was wishing and hoping that they were going to get back in the game, and it was really hard for me to see it happening just because I was just having this sense of they're being outworked in terms of energy, they're being out they're getting killed on scheme on defense. It was unbelievable, but um, all the other numbers kind of just kind of come out in the wash, and you just say, okay, well, how do we lose here? It's just because I just don't think the Nets wanted. It. I'm not a cliche guy like this. Like I, I know people say, oh. You know, they didn't want it. I could see it in their eyes. We never say crap like that. It's usually pretty stupid. But in this case, I will say it. It's like, it just, it was like a look on their face. It just didn't seem like they wanted to win the game. And and they frankly just didn't. And and in that regard, you see this with a lot of teams. The teams that are supposed to win the series, that are the, the better team, the stronger team, the deeper team, the more talented team, all those things. They always seem to give up a game in a series, right? Like, I, and it's not. This isn't an excuse for the Nets. It's in general, though, in the NBA, usually you end up giving one up. There's, there's, you know, rare, rare occasions where the sweep goes through and someone doesn't dig down for some pride. I say that while we know the uh, Bucks are doing damage against the Miami Heat right now in that series, it doesn't look like they're going to give one away to them. But in general, you do see this happen. Doesn't mean that I like it. Uh, tip of the hat to John Carolus, host of the Locked On Celtics, who said he thought maybe the Celtics could could get themselves one in this series and we'll reset the table here by the end of it I'm not again I'm not overly concerned but I do wish they had just kind of come out and pummeled them here in game three so you could be done with this and prepare to move on from this series because I think you win this game Boston's heart's taken out of it maybe they try to play with pride in game four but you could wrap this thing up on Sunday now you extend it one more and in, in the general landscape of sports if you tell me that Tatum's going to give you another 50-plus point performance, it'll at least make me take pause about whether or not the Nets are automatically going to win on Sunday. All right, let me hit a couple sponsors here. We're here on Locker Room. Got some folks here in the waiting room. Uh, obviously, a bonus episode going up on Sunday. Let me hit a couple of these folks. We'll, then we'll, uh, we'll wrap a couple thoughts up. We'll bring some... Uh, guys and gals in from Locker Room. Got to talk to you about our friends over at Built Bar. Absolute best protein bar on the market right now. All the delicious flavors you could ever imagine. Coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint, brownie. These aren't ice cream flavors, folks. This is an actual protein that's actually healthy for you. All those other protein bars on the market can taste like some combination of styrofoam and cardboard, not Built Bar. Delicious, perfect flavors, and all the health stats you'd ever want to hear. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar. We're telling you the good stuff right here. This is exactly what you want to hear when it comes to a protein bar. I've been a mint brownie guy myself lately, but like I said, there's ev- something for everybody when it comes to Built Bar flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And when you finish over at BuiltBar.com, head on over to Bet Online. Nets still massive favorites here in the series. Minus 1,300 to start. Uh, it's probably dipped. It'll probably dip down a little bit on Bet Online when it, they open with the new line after this game. Still going to be big favorites, though, so I don't think we need to panic. NBA playoffs in full swing on Bet Online. MLB every single night. NHL in the playoffs as well. They got you covered over there. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. It's your chance to get into the game here during the NBA playoffs. If you head on over to Bet Online on your mobile device, you're going to sign up for a free account, but you're going to want to make a deposit when you do. 
Make sure you use the promo code Locked On, just like our podcast network, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so uh, again, Nets come out big here, up 19-4. They lose the first quarter, 33-32. That's the first sign of, of trouble to come. I think it's worth, obviously, talking about, at least in the immediate well, my mind kind of jumps here a little bit, but as we know, well, let me not let me not let me not jump you here. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dial you in here. Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie comes out with a comments uh, prior to the game. It gets a lot of media traction, and there's a lot of talk about it. Uh, I'm not gonna right now go through the referendum on whether his comments were correct or not. We already did two episodes on that, so I don't need to go through that. Do you think though that those comments had the maybe unintended effect? of taking his head out of the game. Like this was not, we just mentioned what what, what Katie and uh, Harden dropped, you know, 80 points combined somewhere right around there. Uh, Katie had a great game. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame to lose this one. He was nearly perfect, on the, at least on the offensive end. I will probably wait till, I, gotta, I, just, I need it like a whole day to go back um, about what was going on <laughs> def- with the yeah. defensively. And I almost want to give it through Sunday to not go crazy about the defense. I'm sure if people want to come up in locker room after this, we can talk about the defensive scheme. It was atrocious. Um, but the Kyrie thing, do you think that his comments had like a weird unintended effect of taking his out of the game because he looked – disengaged he missed some bunnies it can be bad luck this guy's one of the best finishers of the rim he missed the shots that he never misses in this game do you think that ended up becoming more of a thing than was intended because there's no way to other way to skin this he had a very bad game yeah yeah and this is one of those things too right look at the box score and you can say ah, a little off of a shooting performance but not terrible whatever no it was an off game and to your point just didn't quite seem fully locked into it i See, I don't want—I don't want to go full psychiatrist here, but I think that the reason why we said he said he 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 makes statements with intention, and I think that those those statements that we're not going to dissect on this episode were made in the vein of trying to take the pressure of the game off of him because it is returning to Boston, it is the biggest stage, and one of the things that I was actually going to sing the praises of, if, if the game had gone differently, I don't mean even win or loss, but just in his performance, I was going to say, what I like about it is you didn't see Kyrie come out and try to dominate and go ISO and take over the game and make a big statement. He let the game naturally flow, right? Joe Harris is hitting shots early. So in that, and we said that about James Harden over the course of the year too when he went back to Houston. So I thought I was going to like that. But by the end of it, it just came off as I think that it was going to be a difficult environment for Kyrie to go back to no matter what. A credit to the Boston fans. You didn't hear anything about anything negative coming out of the crowd other than raining him down with booze on every single time that he touched the ball. And I think that Kyrie is susceptible of that kind of stuff. I I think it does impact him. And, and And maybe to be fair for everyone, and listen, big performances, small performances, Kyrie should be above this. Players have said... Fans being back in there, it's a it's a kind of a, a new experience again here at this point of the season. Maybe that hits him as well. None of these things, by the way, are in excuse of his game. He's too good of a player to have that type of game in a playoff series. Yeah, and I, I get this as like dime store psychology. And I yeah. again, I think we mostly avoid this stuff on the podcast. And I would never... I really probably would never bring it up if it wasn't for this other external uh, context that was just over the last two days that he just said something, right? Yeah. It was received how it was received between different parties, and he went out and had a very bad game. And I think when that happens, you have to just talk about it because um, 
I, I it, it might not be an A to B thing, but it sure does. But there was an know. A it's and there was a B, so you, you you're compelled to see if they connect, right? If there is no A, for sure, then it's just the game. The B is the basketball, and that's it. Instead, there's the comments and this piece. And look, maybe they switch a few, they, or they they don't switch a few more times off Tatum with KD, and like don't run this like very weird, lazy switching defense that I just don't even get. And we're not even talking about it because you know we're talking about basically two and a half possessions, and and the game goes the other way. And maybe you say it, it didn't end up mattering, but when the, when all the things, when all the factors um, kind of come together here, where you know this was a big national story leading into the game, he did not perform very well for his first time going back into Boston where the fans clearly did not want him to play well and he 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 was able to you know allow them the thing they wanted he did not play well <laughs> and I'm not putting the, and so I'm not putting the loss on his feet I think there was lots of other things that happened but you can't go through this and not talk about it because it just clearly was a thing and Again, you get chosen the times when the camera gets put on somebody when you're watching the game from afar, so you can't make each time the camera gets put on him to be the thing that he's feeling and thinking and get into his mind. But we've watched Kyrie play every single minute this year, and sometimes you can kind of tell, right, like when it's not totally happening for him. And tonight is just tonight seemed like one of those nights, and I – don't think it'll be an every game thing, but with all the other context that got brought into it, um, it de- it definitely didn't help. I don't think it, de- did, it for sure didn't help the situation. And he had his worst game of the of the three games uh, by kind of a landslide. Now with the with the finally just one day off in between games here in the series, they'll play again on Sunday. Obviously, the other things in behind Kyrie's performance, like you said, Kevin Durant, you know, uh, Harden has a heck of a game for himself as well. Obviously, goes for forty one, but. The, the loss of Jeff Green starts to shuffle the rotation in behind the guys. You know, I, I know Claxton is someone that fans on Twitter were very quick to be beating him up about his performance from a guy who has been his biggest cheerleader all year. I wasn't expecting him to have some type of breakout game. Like, I, I th- you know, to me, I, I was talking this up as, hey, this is good experience for this young player. This is what playoff basketball is like. The problem is, is Blake Griffin has another bad game for himself. You really, after a hot start from Joe Harris from the outside, he finishes 2-7 from beyond the arc. And you just don't, it was, it was a weird game in a lot of ways because Bruce Brown was a guy that I was frustrated with his performance early. And then yet he kind of becomes a little bit of the engine that starts to bring them back into the game in the second half and give them a shot. So there was this weird ebb and flow where it just felt like you weren't getting everybody on the same page together. Kevin Durant from the first half to the second, I thought he played phenomenally. He was the king of the mid-range in this one for big stretches. He really held them in this one as things could have gotten even further away from them. And then James Harden obviously comes on, but you just... You didn't have anyone else to lean on here. Tyler Johnson gets brought in before Landry Shamit. I, I didn't hate that because he gave yourself a little bit more size. But again, what's their real value? Net value going to be? They combined for five points in this game in 29 minutes. You know, you just didn't have anywhere to go. You didn't have something to look for. And I maybe in that way, it also amplifies Kyrie's performance because in a game like this where you're a little bit shorthanded, it's hard to say. After 39 and 41 from your other two stars, you also needed 25 from Kyrie to get the, to get over the hump here. This had to be the, the big three game with nobody else doing anything. They lift you to a victory or you're going to come up short. 
Yeah, um, that's why, I mean, we're going to end up doing like a, basically a full podcast here by the time it's over. I, we'll get out of here in a second. I know there's folks here in locker room uh, that are waiting to get on. I Again, I think we could talk. Sometimes the losses are easier to talk about the wins because you see the things that you want the teams to work on and um, you want them to correct right away, and that can be a really, really frustrating thing. So sometimes you know, yeah. we, get out, we get out of the win last game and it's, they blow them out, and you're thinking – Okay, well, what are we going to talk about here? They smoke these dudes, right? <laughs> like, I don't, like, like, what are we like? Joe Harris hit a bunch of threes. It's just that easy. Basketball is super simple, and then you lose by six, and you have infinity thoughts about what went wrong. Because that's definitely how I'm feeling right now. Hopefully, by Monday, we'll have a different uh, st- thing to talk about, or we are going to have. Um, some of the same stuff to talk about because I think there is a lot of other stuff. I think people from Locker Room are going to want to get into this discussion as well. So any bonus episode going up here Saturday uh, following the loss uh, for the Cel- to the Celtics, 125 to 119 for the Nets. They fall or they're well, still up, but they take they lose the game up two to one in the series. Now we'll be back again on Monday talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball. In the meantime, make sure you rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. When you see these locker rooms come up, make sure you go over to locker room, jump in on the conversation. Uh, That's the best way to help the podcast. And of course, in times like these, friends, you're going to want to get all the sports news that you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news from every major sport with the help of all of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast needs fulfilled. And maybe, you know, I don't want to overreact here, but in some ways, I haven't been happy one minute of my entire fucking life. Arthur Fleck. Oh, the the Joker, one of the great American (laughs) poets. We'll be back again tomorrow, or back again Monday, excuse me, talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.